0: Today we've got a great compliance story against somebody that was wasting somebody's time with terrible work opportunities. But first, it's not my fault, but I'll find a solution. When I was in college, I got a second job during the summer at a restaurant. During my interview, I told them that I couldn't work specific days because I was working at my other job. On my third week, they scheduled me to work on my off days. I had talked to them and they gave me a list of numbers of other servers to find someone to take the shift. I was able to get my shift covered. The next week, the same thing happened. Now I hated this job. I've worked plenty of restaurants before, and this one was a cry-before-work, during-work and after-work kind of job. I told the manager that I'd been scheduled for a day that was not in my availability twice now. The manager said, well I'm not saying it's your fault, but it's not our fault, so you need to find a solution. I contacted every employee at both jobs. No one could cover either shift. I worked my next shift at the restaurant, and as I was cashing out, I told my manager I was done, and this was my last shift. He goes, so you're just not doing the two weeks? And I said, you told me to find a solution, and I did. Why would OP keep doing that job for two weeks when the other people aren't even doing their jobs to begin with? Also hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our next story is Ask the Wrong Question. Years ago, I worked as a bookkeeper for a small family-owned business. The owner was a cranky old codger who was perpetually in a bad mood. One of my responsibilities was making bank deposits. This was pre-internet, so I literally had to take an envelope with cash and checks to the bank. If they were closed, they had a slot on the wall for night deposits. Sometimes I was able to get there before they closed and other times I had to use the night deposit. On one particular day, the owner called me into his office and asked if I was going to make a deposit that day. I planned to make a night deposit, so I wanted to clarify if he meant while the bank was open. I got as far as, do you mean, when he slammed his hand on the desk and yelled, are you making a deposit today? you malicious compliance i simply answered his question yes a couple of days later he stormed up to my desk and demanded to know why i hadn't made a deposit the day he asked it had apparently caused some huge problem with his cash flow i calmly replied that i did make a deposit that day but it had been a night deposit and that he hadn't given me a chance to clarify he clearly didn't like the answer but dropped it and went off in a huff I quit not long after that. I just feel like there has to be more going on behind the scenes for them to freak out this way. I don't know if they've got some real cash flow issues, but obviously I don't think OP was unreasonable with the way they were handling things. Our next story is compliance. My first real job was scooping ice cream, which largely consisted of me shuffling around behind a standing cooler in the courtyard of a larger establishment. Our business was goat cheese and I was an extension of that, goat milk ice cream. Our clientele was very sporadic as we lived on an island, so the timing of the ferry was suspiciously similar to that of our busy periods. I worked 11 to 5, 4 days a week, earning minimum wage. I don't know if I was on the books or not, but I always got paid. Here's the problem. When 5pm rolls around, I tally up the sales in the box of change wash all the scoops, table, cooler, and pack all the cones and cups away inside. The rest of the place would stay open for a few more hours, selling cheese and cafe food. However, the sun was pretty hot that summer, and customers would routinely walk up at 5.05 and ask for ice cream, only to hear that I was closed and I'd direct them to the people running the actual store to scoop for them. This was a huge hassle for the store but I loathed scooping just you guys and then having people trickle in for 30 minutes. I brought this up to my boss and asked to extend my shift by 30 minutes so that I could cover the stragglers after 5. I was told to close by 5 and to make it obvious that I was closed. After about a week of sitting in the break room and counting change, basically hiding from customers, someone noticed. I'm signing out and the big cheese who owns the entire operation comes up and asks why I'm not serving customers after 5. I said I'm sorry but I'm only scheduled until 5pm. If you bumped me to end at 5.30 I'd be glad to stick around. The schedule for the next week rolls around and I guess he spoke to my boss. Because I suddenly had an extra cushy 30 minutes added onto my shifts from then on. Bought my first computer from that job, good times. I just appreciate that OP stood their ground and didn't do any extra work for free. There might be a lot of people that just want to make other people happy and even though they're technically not on the clock they might stick around doing some extra work. Our next story is no more sweets unless I say yes. Many moons ago when I was a baby pedant of about age 7 my mom bought some sweets. A rare treat because money was tight and she was very conscious of our sugar consumption. Being a normalish child who loved sweets, I didn't want to stop at just one. However, mom knew what I was like and forbade me to help myself on pain of my precious TV rights being revoked. Not something I was likely to risk, given that mom had showed me she was willing to follow through on that threat in the past. So I couldn't have one unless she said yes. I asked for a second lolly after I finished my first treat. She said no, unsurprisingly. So she said no, and I wasn't allowed to help myself so i waited mom started doing some paperwork she talks to herself when she concentrates she was answering yes no questions her mumble mumble question i didn't understand no mumble mumble another question i didn't understand mom can i have another lollipop now her oblivious says yes so i went to get another sweet about 10 minutes later she noticed and tried to yell at me until i pointed out that she said yes And how was I supposed to know she wasn't talking to me? Who else could she have possibly been talking to? My younger sister benefited from this act of faux ignorance and well-timed questioning to get another sweet by default, because otherwise it wouldn't have been fair to her, so mom had to kind of give her one when they both found out. I legitimately believe that this is one of those exhausted parent moments. Well, you said yes, so I deserve it, and you're just like, oh, fine, just take the lollipop. Our next story is, screw you council, there was a big hoo-ha in the local news a few months ago about a restaurant having a marquee outside all year round. The complaint was raised because the restaurant in question is operated out of a grade 2 listed building and the marquee was blocking the view. The local council told them to take the marquee down, which the restaurant complained about losing seating room and business. They have today announced their new plan to regain their lost seating area and it looks surprisingly familiar. Instead of the marquee, they're now using parasols. Top-tier pettiness, and I am absolutely here for it. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash storytime pod. Considering they made them remove the marquee, even though I guess a parasol or a big tent basically might not be like a permanent fixture, I feel like they're probably still going to get some kind of grief about it. Our next story is Just Do What You Gotta Do, Man. My cousin's story. He works for a high-population city police department. I rarely get to talk with him. And when we do, he rarely talks about his job. Since everything going down, he's decided not to talk about his job in mixed company, whatever the flarp that means. We're both part Abenaki, so I guess we are mixed if you think about it, but I digress. Come to find out that the one story he told me just so happened to be a sweet piece of malicious compliance. He was driving on the 101 northbound when he notices a car dart from the left lane to the HOV lane rather quickly, putting his blinker on to get back into the left lane. A lot of people do this, according to my cousin, Officer Delk, they use the high occupancy vehicle lane as a passing lane. The high occupancy vehicle lane can only be used by motorists with one or more passengers, or have an electric vehicle with a special plate indicating so. This driver, who was about to be pulled over, didn't seem to have anybody else in his car. Delk was only intending on giving this driver a warning as he pulled him over. He didn't have the time or desire to sit and write this guy a ticket. He pulls the driver over to remind him, and the conversation goes like this. The window rolls down. Hi, officer. I was just trying to avoid a net. Delk interrupts. Yeah, you're not supposed to use the HOV lane as a passing lane the driver says wow you're not even gonna let me finish my sentence just do what you gotta do man officer Delk says okay let me see your license and registration my cousin didn't even want to take this guy's license now that he takes it along with running his plates he realizes he needs to call in a second unit this guy has warrants the driver goes to jail cousin misses whatever thing it is that he wanted to do i was so caught up in this part of the story i forgot what it was He really, really, really didn't want to have to wait around and have this guy arrested. But hey, he insisted on being heard. It's definitely not a foolproof thing, but you want to try to be respectful if you get pulled over. If you clearly did something that was violating, whether it's speeding or switching into a lane that you're not supposed to be in, what last resort do you have besides being utterly polite? That said, our final story of the day is I ask for a serious offer and actually get one elsewhere. This happened around 5 years ago. I was working in an early stage startup as a software developer. The former developer quit before I entered and I was his replacement. One part of the offer was becoming a partner with some shares of the company at one point. I showed a lot of initiative, always giving new ideas and trying to improve things. One important detail is that my only boss at the time was the CEO. After around 4 months, they hired a guy who was friend of the founder of the company and he had pretty good references, since he worked before in one of the biggest companies in that country. So this guy started being my boss now and his background is from another field, so he didn't know anything about the technology, software, language we used, etc. Anyways, I instantly noticed his presence, since before him, the office was pretty quiet. And after this guy came in, he started making calls all the time, or talking with the CEO in front of everybody. Our office was only one room, so it was pretty hard to ignore it. Before this, I was always overworking, arriving at the office around 9 and working until 8 or so, simply because I loved the project. But after I noticed how loud the presence of Mr. New Boss was, I started going pretty early in the morning so i could work at least from 7:30 a.m to 10 a.m until mr new boss comes in the best about this was when i was leaving at five o'clock he was always shocked because the first few days he saw i had a different schedule since he got in charge everything was top priority we had a few meetings where i explained to him my point of view about this but it didn't change much for you to understand the kind of changes he was doing here's an example We had the typical to-do list with three statuses, to-do, doing, and done. He changed this to a to-do and done only because this would save time. So I didn't know what the mobile developer was working on, and if he needed something from my side right away, looking at the to-do list, I had to manually ask him and also update him when I needed something from his side. Well, after a few months with Mr. New Boss on board, I decided I needed to be a partner or leave the company. I explained the situation to the CEO and Mr. New Boss and basically said, I did a lot of things during this time. They loved my work, so I needed to be partner as the offer specified at the beginning of the contract. The CEO told me, we'll get back to you with an offer. Mr. New Boss nods. In the meantime, I was making some interviews with a company in another country and I received an offer. It was three times my current salary. CEO and Mr. New Boss called me after a few days to have a chat. Mr. New Boss showed some papers with some vague information and then started talking about how important it is being a partner. It's not a 9-to-5 job, making reference to my schedule, that I changed since he entered and then he said a lot about BS about compromising and no weekends and non-paid extra hours and so on. He finished his speech and the CEO didn't say a single word. Mr. Newboss asked me what I thought about that. So I answered. Mm, I think I was waiting for an offer with numbers and I don't see any. Mr. Newboss says, well, before that's happening, we need to see you're actually willing to work like I mentioned before. Staying later than 5 p.m., for example. I say, I am not. I'm giving you my two-week notice right now. I already have an offer waiting for me in another country. Mr. Newboss says, yeah, sure. No worries, I understand. The CEO said nothing. I came back to the office and told the new company that I take the job, and in two weeks, I'll be moving there. The next day, Mr. Newboss asked to talk with me and offered me a 10% raise. I told him, no thanks, I already took the other job. Two days after that, same story. He told me that he thinks he can get me a 30% raise. I laughed unintentionally because he was still trying to convince me and said, no thanks man, and don't keep trying because it is useless. They said, okay, sure. So let me ask you something if you don't mind. I said, sure boss. They said, how much did they offer you? Without even letting him finish, I answered, 300% they said okay nice he stopped trying to convince me after this talk i still had one more week at the company so the last day the founder appears he was above the ceo by the way he called me for a chat and went straight to the point can i offer you anything for you to stay i say not now i'm actually traveling tomorrow He said okay i'm sad things went this way if anytime you want to come back talk to me directly I can help you with relocation, flight tickets, whatever you need. Doors are open. I said, thanks, I appreciate that. So I started working in the new company, and I still helped the old one in the transition a few hours a week, paid, of course. They hired a new guy and he needed some help. Mr. Newboss says, New guy needs some help installing language we use? I said, mm, let me see if I understand. The new guy is a language we use developer and needs help installing language we use is that correct they said yes i said interesting sure boss so i helped this guy with a few things and after a few days i completely finished my collaboration with them and focused a hundred percent on the new company a few months later mr new boss quits two more months the mobile dev quits the new guy quits the ceo quits If you're coding in whatever language, whether it's C++, Java, Python, if you hire somebody that says they're qualified in that, and then all of a sudden they need help installing it, that's like owning a woodworking business. Having your great worker leave, hiring a new one who says they're very qualified, and on the first day there, the new worker says, hey, can you help me figure out what tools I need to use? Can you help me figure out where I can find these tools and get them in order? If that person said they were qualified, they hired a liar. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another awesome compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.